Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. A slightly depleted Sales Chat Show posse today, uh, Mr. Graham Jones, or as we prefer to refer to him, the professor, is away doing his academic professory things today, so sadly can't be with us. So, Mr. Jesson and I will attempt to plug the Graham Jones gap to the best of our ability. Um, on a previous episode, I mentioned uh, one of our listeners, James Lovett, who's a key account manager in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, James and I met up at the National Sales Conference, fantastic event that takes place in the UK every year, definitely UK's premier uh, event for sales professional sales managers, not saying that because they're being they're paying us or anything just it's a fantastic event I love going to it every year um, James and I had a bit of he came and said hi we had a chat and he sent kindly sent through some thoughts and ideas for things we could cover on the sales chat show and one of them was the topic of coaching James uh, said in his note to me he was a bit a bit surprised or stunned that you don't hear more about it in the sales profession generally and then surely it's absolutely vital to performance management and in James's experience and I have to be honest I think in my experience and we'll we'll see where Phil is it's quite often done badly um, yes. so what we thought we would do this episode is, is called what is coaching and why is it important and, and also along the way how it applies to sales in terms of a bit of external input to get the show started research from McKinsey no less showed that in high complexity jobs and many many sales jobs are probably high complexity jobs where managers provide proactive uh, coaching proactive performance coaching productivity more than doubles so wow as a sales manager and a sales director that hasn't made your ears prick up a doubling of, of, of productivity how, how phenomenal is that but i'm going to go to my learned colleague mr jesson um phil what's coaching and why is it important uh, well i'm only learned because graham's not here um but thank you for that accolade um your question again <laughs> what is coaching and why is ah, it important? Ah, yes. <laughs> um, well, I think there will be some interesting and quite different definitions of what coaching is. Um, but I see it as a development process, um, very much question-led, yeah. that allows an individual to improve his or her performance, either at home or at work. Perfect. And, and question-led is... Is quite a critical point, I think, for people people to focus on here. So, uh, a definition I sometimes use when I'm working with sales managers is, coaching is a continual, ongoing, iterative uh, process of communication between between the sales manager, sales leader, and the employee. And the peculiarity of coaching is the coach often is assisting the coachee, the sales manager assisting the salesperson in finding their own solution to issues, problems and challenges 
not not solving the problem for them, not spoon feeding them with the answer. Does that does that tally with your kind? Of uh, it does, and I think um, rather like our listeners who have probably got a similar experience. I'm sitting here with many a scar, having been on the receiving end in yes. my career of some appalling coaching sessions that were allegedly designed to improve my performance most of them give us an example uh, well most of them um, i have to say uh, would not have uh, included an opportunity for me to lead that conversation they probably would have been a bit of a lecture on the part of the boss at that time Um, probably uh, my boss at that time would have been on a personal hobby horse or opinion of theirs rather than commenting on what they'd actually seen me do or heard me say but they'd probably just gone off on one and that lovely phrase constructive feedback Mm. uh, is in most cases uh, quite destructive Uh, but we use the phrase constructive feedback to sort of package some pain but in there is still the pain arguably it should be there in some way shape or form but maybe not packaged in that sort of way so have I gone away from previous coaching sessions feeling uplifted informed and motivated certainly not yeah I I had um, I had two line managers one after the other and uh, at one stage and and the first one I believe if I if I remember correctly I was his first sort of line management um, experience so fair dues probably there may be a bit of a rookie a rookie effect i can definitely remember leaving one-to-ones i'm not even sure they would call them coaching sessions feeling pretty demoralized not even certain i was in the right organization company or indeed career because he was very 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 judgmental a lot of negative commentary and picking and he was very 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 pedantic detail orientated and would pick things to pieces and make me feel quite demoralized and then uh, luckily I, I moved on from him and I got a guy who was probably a coach before coaching was invented who would be able to give me a kick up the backside where necessary and there were definitely times that was necessary um, but also would inspire me and motivate me and I would leave sessions with him one-to-ones feeling you know, like a take on the world, if I'm absolutely honest. But not that he would just pump me up with nonsense, but he would be really tough if I wasn't coming up to what he thought was the right standard. Yeah. He'd be really challenging, but it was the right balance of support and challenge that I think a lot of managers get very, very wrong. High support with high challenge and expectations, I think, leads to a high performance One of the one, one of the questions I think the coach should ask himself or herself is... What is the outcome I want from this coaching intervention? Uh, My experience is that many people don't ask that question, but they launch into, well, let me just tell you what I've seen, or let me just get get my, you know, things off my chest or whatever. And they launch into a a 10-minute critical piece of feedback. And then we move on to the next call. Yes. Now, if you're a coach, surely you might say to yourself, well, what's the outcome I want here? Surely it is a better informed, better educated coachee before we then go on to the next call, where hopefully they will demonstrate the learning and achieve the goal. But sometimes these coaching sessions, they tend to operate in isolation of what the outcome is 
in yes. doing it in the first place. And I think a good a good piece of best practice is to agree what is the topic of coaching for the particular day. If you're going yep. to say do two, three calls together with your salesperson, what's the objective? What do you want to focus on? And I think definitely less is more, folks, would be my thing. Choose one topic, maybe 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 two topics. I think in terms of answering the question, what is coaching? Tim Galway, who was originally a tennis coach, I believe, um, was the guy behind the uh, quite well-known book, The Inner Game of Tennis. He's also done applied his coaching principles to various uh, fields of endeavour. The Inner Game of Work is a great book. The Inner Game of Skiing, The Inner Game of Music. Um, on a bit of a roll with his publishers, I think it has to be, it has to be said. Um, and it's his model, I believe, if I'm, if I'm quoting him correctly, hope, Tim, I hope, I hope I'm correct, correct here, was this stop idea, step, think back, organise, proceed, S-T-O-P, step back, think, organise, proceed. The, the, one way of thinking about coaching is help people to step back from an experience they've just had, or in terms of a sales call, or step back, say, from a problem they've got with a customer or with an opportunity that's stuck in the pipeline. Because when you're very close to the problem, sometimes you're so wrapped up in it, you, you, lack, you lack the clarity, you lack perspective. Help the person to think about what it is. Give them space and time to think. Then organise those thoughts into a plan and then proceed back towards the problem, better able better able to do it mm. and as though that sounds so simple please never underestimate the power of just giving people a few minutes time to think through a problem and in my experience because they are actually the expert on their territory they're the expert on their customer they know far more than you do as the sales manager about yeah. this particular topic with your assistance and help they will come up with a far superior outcome usually not always but usually to what you will come out with i, I like the sound of that I, I think again having been on the receiving end of poor coaching sessions i i can look back now and see that many of them were conducted in a venue that was not appropriate yes and the timing of it either by the day i mean at the time of yeah. day or indeed the time during the week uh, the timing was wrong and maybe those two simple points you know what's the best venue for the outcome I have in mind um, and what's the best time for this individual to accept and absorb the learning blah 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 uh, those are two key questions and coaching so clearly here what is coaching is an outcome focused activity designed to improve some aspect of that person's yeah. performance or thinking or, 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 or whatever it is I, I think a critical role particularly that step back think organise proceed is the coaching sales managers can provide where it comes around to annual plans territory management the more strategic thinking that we want salespeople to do as well as so sort of suppose strategic coaching for want of a better expression and then the day-to-day -day tactical coaching about the application of the strategy and about building up their sales skills yeah. so i think it's often what happens is that salespeople certainly in um, the more professional larger organizations will receive some form of sales training mm. training and activity designed to give people the skills and competences to, to, to behave and perform in certain ways which is then reinforced followed up extended and stretched by in-field coaching by sales managers now yeah. that and I was on the receiving end of that very early in my sales career with the leading FMCG mm -hmm. organization 
I didn't realise it at the time how fortunate I was to receive high quality sales training followed up by high quality sales coaching. Yeah. Looking back on it, I now realise what a lucky guy mm. I was to get that amazing combination. Yeah. So any other thoughts on, on you know the importance of coaching? I mean personally, what, what sort of experiences have you I've had I've had many, many where I've either I've benefited or the the incredible satisfaction of doing some coaching with one of your folks seen the difference I, I think it's become more important because over the last five to ten years with the uh, advent of some fairly whizzy technology mm. um, I think uh, the number of meetings that sales teams have has reduced over a period of time which means that that very simple catch-up coaching session is has become more important the need to eyeball a member of the team over a coffee or whatever on a monthly basis because the good old days of the monthly sales meeting largely gone in many organizations mm. it's uh, you know screens on a laptop or uh, other forms of technology being uh, used of course where uh, that uh, dialogue is taking place but more important today I think than it's ever been yeah and I I, I think it's, it's such a powerful way of improving improving people's performance i think one of the first times as a sales manager i experienced how powerful it was and i was a relatively new sales manager and um, the organization i worked for were great we were given all sorts of training and i've been on pretty comprehensive sort of sales coaching training program and the following week i'm out in the field with one of my top performers in my team and this lady was an exceptionally good salesperson and was very very professional the standard the company had was for sales presenters to be used after a fact-finding, questioning and listening, understand needs, you would sort of segue into the, the brand presentation um, and the sales presenter would, would, this was sort of pre-laptops being used as, as sales tools or tablets, out would come the presenter and you would hold it up um, in front of you so as to have maximum control and, and make eye contact with the customer. And I'm out with, I'm out with my, uh, my colleague, a member of my team, who's a superb salesperson. And the presenter came out, but in, went on the desk in between us, and it lay flat on the desk in between the two of us. And uh, the customer was interested and looked down at the sales presenter. So my salesperson delivered her brand presentation sort of to the, to the top of the guy's head as he was looking down at the presenter. So she didn't have a lot of eye contact. And I've been told that uh, Sir John Whitmore, uh, they showed us a video of Sir John Whitmore doing coaching, coaching for performance, great book. Ask, don't tell was the proof. Ask, don't tell. So prior to this coaching, I'd have said, oh, for goodness sake, you need to hold your presenter up. God's sake, you know, it's the standard. How many times have I told you? Um, so I didn't. I said, I said, how did that go? And uh, what did you like? And, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And what would you do differently? And she said, um, she said, I just didn't feel like I had his full attention during the brand presentation. And I said, okay, um, and uh, why do you think that might be? She said, well, I don't know really. She went, oh, hang on a minute. She said, is that that thing you keep mentioning about holding your presenter up? And I said, well, it might be. And she went, oh, and the light bulb came on over her head. She went, of course, if I'd have held the presenter up, I could have made eye contact. She said, Simon, I've got it, thank you, bang. And ever since then, she adopted exactly that because 
she'd come up with the concept herself rather yeah. than me. She understood the benefit of doing it. And that's when I went, wow, there might be something to this coaching. I'm not saying, by the way, that was a great example of skillful coaching, but it was a, it was a catalyst to me to become a very, very enthusiastic coach as a sales manager and a sales leader. Talking of uh, John Whitmore um, and his Grow model, yes. are, are you a fan of the Grow model? I Do am. You, uh, we, better, I, we better explain what that is. Yes, so so the, the Grow model, Sir John Whitmore, uh, the book is Coaching for Performance as I, as I mentioned, so the Grow model has four stages to take, a, to take somebody um, through that and uh, G is for the goal, the goal of the coaching session. Then you move into the R, which is for reality, which is where you're, Phil's saying questioning is a, sorry, coaching is a questioning-led process. So you're asking questions to gain an understanding of the reality, and in doing so, that helps the person being coached. Then when you've done that, and only when you've done that, and I think if I recall correctly, the suggestion is about 70% of the coaching time is spent on the reality. Then you come up with options, then you review the number of options, and then you agree a way forward or a wrap-up, as it's sometimes called. Yeah. Um, I've got to be honest with you, Phil, I've seen more coaching models than I care to care to remember. vast majority of them seem to be versions of the GROW model or elaborations. This is the... Yeah. I have seen them with seven, eight, nine, ten stages. For me... Simple is best. People it seem works. to get it. No, yeah. My experience of the uh, GROW model is that sometimes people will present themselves at the start of a meeting by talking about their reality. Yeah. I've got a problem with this boss. And then you have to go back yeah. to the goal, i.e. where would you yeah. like to be? But I think the G and the R can be interchangeable, but I think it's a very effective model. And I think if, if you are the coach following that the beauty of it is that if you know that is the direction of travel you become a fantastic listener yeah because you haven't got to try and work out where you're going next in the process you've already done that you know courtesy of the model and i think sometimes i have seen people explain more complex models to exactly phil's point you might agree an initial goal then you do a reality then you have to reassess your goal i just think that's over complicating things it's a guide not a case just go backwards you know, and just say, okay, let's revisit. Let's revisit the purpose of this session. Are we still? Are we still in the right place? The other one I was also taught as a sales manager. They they suggested to us was quite good for sort of over the telephone or quick coaching or coaching at a coffee machine or in the corridor was rapid coaching model. So where are you now? Where do you want to get to? What's getting in the way? What are you going to do about it? And what could be in the way? You you might be in the way process might be in the way uh, other people might be in the way and then mm. you, you can brainstorm where are you now where do you want to be what's getting in the way what are you going to do and I don't know a boss who went on to be the CEO of a, a huge organisation in America um, very very senior guy and when I met him for a coffee he said he still uses that rapid coaching model with his board Yeah. to this day he said 99% of his coaching is where are you now? Where do you want to be? What's getting in the way? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, that sounds a little bit confrontational the way I'm describing it. But yeah, I think that, that for me, they're simple. Simple's best. You know? I, I think you're right. And another very simple um, coaching model that I think is very appropriate when the coachee says, despite our attempts to extract the learning from them, but the, the coachee might still say, well, what do you think? 
and we are given that opportunity for feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under that scenario, where we've got to say something, uh, the little model uh, which I first heard a speaker called Jeff Grout talk about, and his model was www.ebi, and what that stands for is what's working well, even better if. Yes. And that's a fabulous opportunity for us when giving feedback to say, well, I think the things that are working well at the moment are A, B and C, but maybe it would be even better if you could do more of this or do less of that. And there's that additional piece that comes off the back of things that are working well. And I, I, I will always say this when I'm working with sales managers and sales directors, we're not saying you can't offer any suggestions or give any guidance and advice. There are times when that will be the right thing to do, such as the person is not in the right state of mind or time is short, or indeed they are relatively new or inexperienced or whatever it is that's being discussed. And then a little bit of mentoring guidance might be an appropriate thing to do. But I think the most important thing to do is to offer it gently, to offer it after they have exhausted their thinking. Um, and, you know, challenge yourself. Have they really exhausted your thinking or are you stopping? But if they genuinely get a bit stuck, then a little bit of advice sometimes, you know, from my experience, this has worked. But please offer that very carefully because what I think sometimes happens is because the boss offers it, it squashes their own ideas. And please remember, often bosses, sales managers, sales directors, your people are closer to the coal face. They understand more about the situation than you do. And you might be advising from a, from a place of ignorance sometimes yeah. or of very, very limited information. I think another important thing towards the end of a coaching session is not for the coach to summarise it, often with heavy-handed manipulative language <laughs> like, well, we've been talking for an hour... Uh, we need to crack on. Let me just summarise where we are and what you need to do. Yeah. Um, that's not going to gain any commitment at all, although it might gain some consent, i.e. a yeah. nod. Um, but I think it's a much better idea for the coach to say to the other person, well, just summarise where you think we are then and uh, where we're going from here. And then you'll hear from the coachee exactly uh, where they are, what the level of commitment is, what the learning is, whether or not they've agreed with the feedback that might have been offered. Um, and sometimes, uh, in my own case, I can remember seeing the other person in a bit of an emotional state, not really yes. ready yeah. to have that conversation then. So sometimes I've said to them, well, why don't you think about that over the weekend and we'll talk on Monday? Or sometimes I've said to people, well, let's not do that now but just drop me a line just drop me a three line email on what has come out of that last 60 minutes for you and that can often be quite revealing excellent i think phil's phil's point about um you know do you want them to be compliant um <clears throat> an old brand marketing director uh, organization you used to work with who was a an incredible genius it has to be said at brand marketing um, would would 
would uh, would say that um, people are only about 50% motivated to implement somebody's someone else's great idea, but they're 100% committed to implement their own idea. He said the great thing about coaching is you can help to improve the quality of their initial idea, yeah, uh, and then but still maintaining motivation. And I guess closing thought: what, why coaching? Why is it important? My question, I suppose my challenge to the sales managers and sales directors listening, do you want a compliant sales force or do you want a committed sales force? Because mm. there is a difference between compliant and committed. And committed, they've got skin in the game. It's, they've got themselves in there. It's a lot of their ideas, their thoughts, their feeling listened to, which is great for morale, employee engagement, motivation, and of course, at the end of the day, sales performance. So why? Should you coach? Why is it important? Because it's one of the best methods available to improving sales performance. I think if uh, there is somebody who, let's use this language, is scoring 7 out of 10, and our hope for them is that they are capable of scoring 10 out of 10, when I think of all of the methods and vehicles to close that gap down, everything from e-learning to conferences to going to shadow a buddy or whatever, I think coaching, without doubt, has the edge on any of those other developmental tools to go from 7 out of 10 to 10. It might not be the vehicle to get them to the 7, that might be the training course or whatever, but without doubt to go from 7 to 10 is best served, I think, by effective coaching. Fantastic. Great, great, great point. And I do realise um, quite often people will say, well, I'm very busy as a sales manager, I'm very busy as a, as a sales director. And to quote my old CEO, Carlos Brito, uh, currently CEO of Anheuser-Busch InBev, who used to very pointedly say, if you're a leader and you haven't got time for your people, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Brito, for that one. <laughs> so it have been Phil Jesson, Simon Hazeldean, Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com driving your sales forward 100 and we think 40 plus episodes love to get graham to count up professor when you come back can you please count up the episodes and let me know how many we've got at saleschatshow.com website or for wherever you normally get your podcast you can find those episodes and indeed subscribe to the sales chat show so thank you very much i'd like to wish you good luck and good coaching You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 